Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Oh my gosh, hello everybody, what is happening? We are here, we finally made it to February, and the first ever edition of Xander's Facts. I am super excited, I hope you are as well. Uh, Thank you for listening in, even though you don't have to, I mean you don't really have to. Subscribe, download, rate, and review. Remember to do those four things. And you'll be good to go with me. You'll be on my good side. But what a week we've got to start the first ever edition of Xander's Facts. We've got a ton to talk about. We're going to stay more on the sports side this week. we got a big game coming up on Sunday, if you didn't know. We're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, we're going to uh, stay off more of the politics. We'll... we'll uh, Leave that for next week. How about I'll, <laughs> I'll make you a deal with that. How about that? But we're going to have each new episode coming every Wednesday. We're going to try to get them out every Wednesday. And we decided to uh, grow into this a little bit. So we're not going to have a, one of my buds come on this week. But we're going to start next week. We're going to start having some of my buds come on. It's going to be super fun. And I think you're going to enjoy it too. But this week, we're just, you know, trying to zoom in. We're going to get some kinks here on the road, whatever. Who knows what's going to happen over this next however long we record. Uh, But the goal is to have fun, get my opinions out to the masses. We're enlightening the masses. uh, And we got a ton to talk about today. We've got a big game, as I said, up here on Sunday, formerly known as the AFL-NFL Championship game. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I got to brag about my Hokies, not just, I mean, there was that big basketball game Saturday night, but it was the whole athletics, huge performances. I'll get into that. Uh, we've got more NFL news to talk about Matthew Stafford. I mean, I woke up, uh, the other day and he was lost. I didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, so we're going to get into that and more here on the first ever edition of Xander's Facts. Keep listening. We hope you enjoy it, but we got to talk about this big game that's happening on Sunday. So we're recording this Monday night, Monday the 1st. We're dropping this here Wednesday the 3rd. That's hopefully when you'll be listening or a little bit after before this game because I'm going to break it down for you right here. First seed in the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs. They went 14-2 and on the season. Taking on the fifth seed in the NFC, Tampa Bay, uh, who went 11-5 and this season. And I mean, come on. We all know who the quarterbacks are. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady, 43 years old, uh, with the Buccaneers. I got to tell you, uh, Tom Brady has the same amount of NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFC a lot longer than Tom Brady has. But, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, you were prob- you'd probably be smart to pick them back in the offseason when it was hot. You know, we they had 
they were starting to get this group together of guys. They had Evans, Godwin, Brown. Uh, they were getting Gronk. We were like, what are you talking about? Tom Brady. Everyone was like, oh, Super Bowl contender. And I was one of those people who was, you know, eh, not really. But uh, it was a pretty bad decision on my part. Uh, because look where they are now. And, you know, uh, so here they are. They beat Green Bay by five points two weeks ago in the NFC Championship game. It feels like forever. Like, it feels like a long time. Like, my football um, enthusiasm is kind of waning down here. I mean, usually we've got that week uh, where the, <laughs> well, I mean, Pro Bowl. I mean, but that's going on at, you know, which if you watch that, good on you, because I, <laughs> I can't really take it. Uh, but I do like the dodgeball tournament that happens on that Thursday. Uh, but this year they didn't really have any yet. They didn't even have a Pro Bowl. So it's been it's been a little longer without football. So here, um, just a little less than a week before the, this game's gonna happen, it's waning. But I can tell you, it's pick it's picking back up now. I mean, we're getting ready. Like they're starting to preview. They're starting to head down to Tampa. It's get we're getting ready to go um, here for this this big game, and it's gonna be at. Uh, well, you'll, you'll see my prediction. Uh, I mean, it's going to say it's going to be a good game. Uh, you'll see my prediction in a second. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I mean, you start out with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Probably the best player in the league. Well, Rodgers was the best player. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was the runaway MVP of the league. I'll get into that. I I got a bone to pick with Matt LaFleur. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. But holy cow. I don't know what I was thinking picking Buffalo. You know, that was the sleeper team. Josh Allen, oh, they're making a run. Yeah, they, that was that game wasn't close. That AFC Championship game it was Kansas City. They, you know, they'll get there. Josh Allen will be a quarterback. But uh, Patrick Mahomes rolls the day in the AFC. He did it last year. He's got, uh, you know, he's got 4,740 passing yards on the season. That's second in the league. He's got that 108 uh passer rating and he's got tons of guys to throw it to he i i would say I mean, he's got one of the best supporting casts in the league i i do think that brady has the best supporting cast in the league and when i say that uh, you know because i really think tom brady hasn't played well this season and the numbers don't back me up he he's a little less than mahomes in the passing yards 4600 102 passer rating 65.7% completion percentage. It's, Mahomes is 66.4%. But So, I mean, it's it's incredible. But mm, when I look at this, you know, just looking at the eye test, that's what I trust. I can look at the stats all I want and all the advanced metrics, and it's like, oh, great, well, there you go. But when I watch with my own eyes, then I'm going to come to my own conclusion. The stats can tell me, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. Well, I'm not going to believe that until I watch him. And then I watched him and I said, hey, he's the best quarterback in the league this year. Uh, but what the eye test has told me, and it was, you know, really in that Green Bay game, I'm going to transition here to Tampa Bay after I said I was going to go to Kansas City. But he just, he didn't have a good game. He, th- he threw three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw three picks too. And they were bad picks. They weren't picks where, 
he threw the right ball and the receiver was there, but it was, you know, it was really the receiver's fault. It was, it was Tom Brady's fault, those three picks. They weren't good balls that he threw. And I, he's got, like I said, he's got the best supporting cast in the league. So when you, he's not going to have, he didn't have a lot of those good picks. <laughs> good picks, I mean, yeah. But a good pick uh, this year. I mean, he's got, Mike Evans, he's a 1,000-yard receiver. He's got 13 touchdowns. Chris Godwin, 7 touchdowns, 800 yards. Antonio Brown, for crying out loud, is the third wide receiver on that team. He's got almost 500 yards. And then a guy who does have 500 yards, Scotty Miller, shows up whenever you need him. He showed up at that NFC Championship game out of nowhere. We were like, what are you talking about? And then he's got Rob Gronkowski, his old friend, Gronk. He's got over 600 yards, seven touchdowns, and Cameron Brait. I mean, who <laughs> who heard of Cameron Brait before this year? Because I certainly didn't. I mean, a lot of these guys, I mean, Ev- Evans and Godwin were there before this season. Bucks didn't make the playoffs. So it is, but, you know, the other thing is that Tom Brady took New England to the wild card last year. They lost. They lost to Tennessee. So, and that tells me again that, you know, at 43 years old, do I really trust Tom Brady with uh, uh, Kansas City? If they switch, if they swapped, if I swap Mahomes and Brady, is Kansas City in the championship game? I don't think so. Is Tampa Bay in the championship game? Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, come on. And that's another thing with the eye test. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. The stats don't tell you that he's throwing these crazy balls off the side of his arm, and he's not even looking. And it's like, I mean, I mean, come on, what are you doing? But it works. So there, uh, that's my little rant on stats. But and take a look at the defense too. He's got Devin White back there. He's got 140 tackles, nine sacks. Jason Pierre-Paul, who I I didn't know he was in the league. Last I heard of him, he was uh, getting his fingers chopped off or whatever with the Giants. He's got nine and a half sacks, most on the team. Uh, Adama Kung Sue has six sacks. He went from uh, stomping on people with the Lions to being on a championship contending team. And Shaquille Barrett, the youngster, has got eight sacks, the youngster. <laughs> well, I mean, there you go. And then the, the secondary, you've got Carlton Davis, who's got four picks, Jordan Whitehead, and Antoine Winfield, Sean Murphy Bunning. Those three guys have over 70 tackles each. I mean, that's not the best defense in the league, but it's a it's a good defense. And if you're Tom Brady, you're, uh, you know, you like that defense. <laughs> I mean, that kind of helped you win the uh, NFC Championship game. I mean, uh, Without a defense that performed the way they did, not as good as they did, they're not in this position. That was a close game. And, well, I mean, new kind of stupid calls by Green Bay. But comparing these two, in my, I've got my notes here for Kansas City on the defense. I got three guys written down. <laughs> I mean, Chris Jones has got seven and a half sacks. 36 tackles. That's their leading D lineman. 
I mean, the, uh, come on. A secondary, I mean, these two guys, Tyron Matthew, I mean, the Hoodie Badger, he's got six picks. That's third in the league. Daniel Sorensen has 30, 91 tackles. Like, oh, a safety. I mean, come on. Daniel Sorensen, but, um, I mean, those are the... Those are the three guys. And then it's like, uh, trying to sort this out. And they, you know, two years ago we were talking about, I mean, this is, this defense is the worst and the, they're horrendous. That was the year before they went to the Super Bowl with Mahomes, his first year starting. And back with Alex Smith, too, starting. And it, I mean, it was just horrible. And then offense carried that team. Now it's a little more balanced. The offense carries the team. You got Patrick Mahomes. That's going to happen. Uh, but it's more evened out. They've, I mean, they've got the Ma- uh, Tyron Matthew and a Daniel Sorensen and a Chris Jones back there. So, you know, would I rather have? If I'm Tom Brady, would I rather have his defense or Mahomes' defense? Kansas City defense. I'd rather have his defense because they've consistently performed and executed when they needed to. They're Eleven and five. When they started out, choppy, Tampa Bay did. Well, choppy, I mean, it was rough. They had some rough games trying to get into a rhythm this year, and their defense really helped. Because, I mean, Brady's got the stats, but he's struggling. Just with the eye test. You know, 43 years old. And I saw today he wants to play, he would seriously consider playing until he is 45 or after 45 and it was like what are you talking about what are you insane <laughs> i don't know he could if he's got this type of talent around him i mean who knows how long he could play for uh he's tom brady and he looks like he's 25 years old and he's 43 and he's playing uh, it, he's got five seven plays a game where you know you look at him and that's that's vintage tom brady right there that's mid-2000s with the new england patriots throwing a uh randy moss tom brady but then the rest of the game it's like he's throwing wild picks and he doesn't know if it's third or fourth down i mean i i you know it's not holding them back i mean he's the leader that they needed Clearly, and they've got a lot more talent than they do last year. And if Winston had all this talent, I mean, they wouldn't be here. Uh, but they would have gotten at least to the playoffs. It's the same coach, Bruce Arians. So, you know, I mean, not really. Uh, this is Tampa Bay's second appearance in the Super Bowl. Uh, the first was when I was one year old, 2003. Uh, John Gruden. They won 48-21 to against the Oakland Raiders, and uh, Gruden is now the head coach of the Raiders. Of course, they're in Las Vegas. And the game's in Tampa. So Tampa's got the home field. Well, I guess. I mean, you know, it's not going to be a normal Super Bowl atmosphere, but it's the first time ever that a team is playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And they've been playing Super Bowls since 1967. So, uh, and again, they're not going to have, you know, the whole home crowd like they would have, you know, a couple years ago when Minnesota was trying to make a run and they had the stadium there. We were all like, oh boy, if Minnesota gets into that Super Bowl, they're going to have the home crowd. Uh, 
Tampa Bay is not going to have that. They're going to have, what was it, 7,500 healthcare workers there, which is great. Uh, but I would doubt, you know, I doubt the atmosphere is going to be the same as it would, would be in a normal year. Man, we're trying to sort that all that out. If you don't think this uh, show is going to go into the pandemic and all that stuff, <laughs> get ready. Not this, not this time. Uh, we're going to get into it, though. Back to this game, though. I tell you what, this is, I mean, for Kansas City, Kansas City, this is their third appearance in the Super Bowl. They did it last year. Last time they did it was 19, last time before that they did it was 1969. Hank Strom was the coach. They won 23-7 against the Vikings. Len Dawson, Len Dawson was the MVP. So this is their third appearance in the Super Bowl. What gives me pause, though, about Kansas City, they got the talent and they got the quarterback, who everyone is, who everyone fawns over, including me. But um, they've got two notable injuries on the O line. Eric Fisher, who was who was the number one pick back in, I mean, twenty thirteen, wasn't he? I mean, picking an offensive lineman with the number one pick, I mean, give me a break. But I mean, he's turned out really well. Mitchell Schwartz, too, on that offensive line when they're both out. So when you are uh, the Chiefs and Andy Reid, I mean, that's going to limit your rushing game. And they've got the two featured backs, Bell and Edward Zelayer. Uh And, I, of course, I had Edward Zeller on my fantasy team. He got 800 yards, only four touchdowns, though. I mean, when you compare when you compare that with the Buccaneers, Ronald Jones is a thousand yard rusher with seven touchdowns. Fournette's just coming onto the scene, uh, almost four hundred yards, but he's got six scores. And Bell, uh, you know, came on at the uh, middle of the season like Fournette did, um, but Bell got injured, and so he's actually questionable for this game. Uh, but I mean, it's the Super Bowl. If you're questionable, <laughs> you're you're playing. Uh, like I've got on here, Sammy Watkins is questionable. He's playing. Um, I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, they're questionable. Brown, I'm not sure about, but the, I mean, the others, come on, they're playing. <laughs> it's, it's a big game. Uh, but those injuries for Kansas City are vital because it's going to put added pressure on the passing game. And that's, you know, you'd think that's fine, but we saw... In the uh, game against Cleveland a couple weeks ago, where uh, Mahomes goes down, and so you have to revert to Chad Henney, and of course anything's possible, and they won that game, but they had to rely more on um, the backfield, and guys like Damian Williams, who had over 100 yards in the game last year against San Francisco, and yet he's the third string. I mean, they just uh, the Chiefs got more talent this year. It's incredible. But in that game, Patrick Mahomes got concussed. And so, God forbid, that would happen again. You get Chad Henney in there, you're going to have to ride more on the backfield. Or Chad Henney running like he did in that Cleveland game. And uh, if you're Andy Reid, I mean, who knows there. Uh, but, I mean, Mahomes has got the talent around him. He's got Tyreek Hill, 
who's got almost 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns, second in the league for receivers. Mikol Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, each of them have over 400 yards. Uh, and he's got, his, he's got his buddy there, Kelsey, who has over 100 catches, 1,400 yards, and 11 touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> come on. So... You do have to rely more on the passing game if you're Kansas City. But w- am I concerned about that? Um, not, no, unless Mahomes, something happens to him, his receiver, uh, his receivers, one or two of them get injured, Hill, Kelsey, this would be the biggest concern. Uh, but, you know, you take, they're the best passing team in the league can i say that with confidence probably not but uh they're, be- they're the best passing team in this game i can say that with confidence uh, even though brady's got you know three receivers who are stars and that he's got gronk but i don't know okay so uh you know last year kansas city won uh they beat san francisco 31 20 um at Hard Rock Stadium, that was in Miami. Mahomes was the MVP, and that, you know, that was when we started talking about oh, the passing of the old torch to the new torch. The new generation has taken over from the young generation. But I mean, it, I mean, it was Garoppolo versus Mahomes. It wasn't uh, Rogers or Brady or you know Philip Rivers. <laughs> it was. Jimmy Garoppolo, who, I mean, San Francisco might replace him this offseason. Oh, getting that later. But this year it really is. If if Kansas City can pull it off, it would be. But this really is the symbolic uh, passing the torch. Tom Brady, 43 years old. <laughs> He's hanging on, but I mean, how long getting hang on for? To... Patrick Mahomes, who's in his third year as a starter, he's already got an MVP. He's already got a Super Bowl ring. He's already got a MVP in the big game. I mean, it it really is. You've got the new guys. You've got oh geez, Tua Tagovailoa. Well, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert. I mean, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that who are. Young, and you can tell they're the future of the position in this league. And then you've got guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers who are still out there playing. And it really is. It really does feel symbolic. Like we've felt this coming, and this is the culmination. Which leads to me to my prediction. So <laughs> Kansas City, uh, they're favored by three points. That's the spread. Over-under is 56 and a half. Well, holy cow, I've got <laughs> I take the over on that one. Oh, give me a break. Uh, but how about this? You can, I'm in here in Virginia. You can uh, bet in Virginia now. How about that? We just got that legal. So, then um, I mean, that's going to happen. Take the over. And then my prediction. So, well, when I was looking at this before, I was like, a, well, I probably think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, my score isn't really a blowout. It's the type of score you would see, and you'd be like, "Well, that's not really a close game." But it, it's it's a 
game. I've got Kansas City 42, Tampa Bay 27. That's the <laughs> that's my prediction there. So that's a 15 point game. Kansas City covers. Take the take the uh, points for Kansas City. And I've got Tyreek Hill as the MVP. How about that wide receiver? I don't think they're gonna go uh, double up with Mahomes this year because I think Mahomes is just gonna keep throwing at Tyreek Hill. I know Travis Kelsey's out there, um, but you know you can throw it to Travis Kelsey 20 times for five yards each time but you can throw it to Tyreek Hill 10 times and you can get the big balls downfield and get some uh big touchdowns so I think Hill's gonna have at least 150 yards probably more than 200 I'm thinking a big game for this for Hill I mean 42 points that's that's six touchdowns you know who knows about the field goals (laughs) I don't think they're gonna get six touchdowns but um and I do think he'll probably get at least uh, two touchdowns and Mahomes Holmes is going to shine but you're going to see uh, Tyreek Hill and he's played incredible he's he had that 300 yard game earlier this season where it was you know it was incredible uh, so that's what I think is going to happen uh, in this big game and of course uh, we're all excited for the uh, you know big commercials and all that stuff that's going on at it really is. It's Mahomes v. Brady. You know, the last few years, I mean, we had Garoppolo, Mahomes, uh, Brady, Goff, that with the Rams, uh, the Eagles, that one. It really hasn't, I think this is, really is the biggest Super Bowl we've had in a number of years. It just feels that way. Because, I, like I was talking about, the symbolic passing of the torch. <laughs> I mean, you don't really get this at all in many sports. In a, you know, in the NBA, we didn't really see um, the Lakers and the Cavaliers or Heat where uh, Kobe was passing it on to LeBron. That was just kind of gradual, the way it, it's come. This, this feels like it is... Right here, You're, we're gonna watch this happen over sixty minutes. I don't know. I just find that fascinating. So, uh, there you go. Big game, fifty fifth big game ever. But uh, you know, we talk about uh, Mahomes and Brady. Is you know, Brady's he's still going. Uh, Mahomes is the great quarterback, and you know I've heard all these things about how this how crazy this offseason is going to be. I was like, well, last season, I mean, Tom Brady changed teams. How crazy going to get? Uh, but it kind of started the other day when I woke up and saw an alert on my phone that Matthew Stafford was a Los Angeles Ram, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, but he was. He got traded uh, to L.A. Uh, so now he's part buddies with Sean McVay. Yeah, I think they might be the same age. <laughs> Matthew Stafford's thirty-two. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is that how old, uh, is that how old Sean McVay is? That's insane. Uh, so the Lions, so the Lions traded Stafford. They've got that new coach Matt Campbell uh, going in there, and I think Stafford said that uh, the only place he didn't want to go was New England because <laughs> he was worried that Matt Patricia might show back up there. Uh, so that yeah, that gives you a little insight into how that relationship went. Uh, Lions got okay. So this is 
what fascinates me because it's going to uh, reciprocate and this is going to affect other deals that are going to happen. Uh, they're going to happen for other quarterbacks. And they're possibly going to be a lot bigger when we talk about that. Uh, but this is what interests me here, these details of what uh, the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. Who, I mean, he's a good quarter. He's a really good quarterback. Um, and the average fan would probably say, and I am the average fan, but I <laughs> would say, well, I mean, he's a, he plays well, but I mean, come on. And that's because he's played for Detroit. And when you get stuck with an organization like that, I mean, it's just, come on. I mean, that's what Deshaun Watson's doing with the Houston right now. That's uh, that Detroit uh, franchise. When you get stuck with those franchises that you <laughs> start to think that other Houston team in the NBA is starting to feel that way. When you, you know what I mean, when you just get stuck with those franchises and it just doesn't work. The franchise that uh, forced Megatron to retire, I mean, didn't force them, but that's how it went. They just can't get talent up there, and it's, it is Detroit. I mean, uh, I gotta give love to Detroit, <laughs> Man, but but you know it's not one of those big cities. But this is the NFL where the small market teams seem to be on the same playing field here. This is a league where um, Green Bay has been consistently great for decades. Uh, Kansas City is now on a roll. I mean, and the New York and LA teams are just pitiful. <laughs> right now uh, the rams are doing all right and the uh chargers i mean they can get herbert going oh boy uh but well the new york teams i guess um where it doesn't really matter if you're a big market or small market team like it does in the nba where that really affects it um and that's a whole nother topic but so that's the situation stafford came from he's now going to los angeles Everybody's hyped up about Sean McVay. Sean McVay is 35. So <laughs> he's three years older than his quarterback. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, and the guy he traded away, Jared Goff, is 26. I mean, well, here's the thing. Jared Goff was nothing. He was the first overall pick that year, but he had Jeff Fisher coaching him, and it was brutal. It was. Sean McVay gets there, they go to the Super Bowl. And a lot of that has to do with McVay. And, of course, McVay, coming from my Washington football team, a team that's lost. Oh, geez, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, all these guys from the organization, now they're all gone. We've got, we had Jay Gruden. We, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the uh, head football coach right now, but we'll get into that. Uh, so, you know, for the, Rams here and how this reciprocates across the NFL. So I saw that my Washington football team made an offer, and that went public for Stafford, where they offered their first pick this year, which was 19, the 19th pick, a third-round pick, not sure what year, and a starting player, most likely a defensive player. The rumor is uh, Jonathan Allen, possibly. Uh, he's a really good – he's – you know, feature player on that defensive line, which turned out to be one of the best in the league. I mean, I was arguing that was that was one of the top 
defensive lines in the league, and that defense, I mean, it was just incredible. Jack Del Rio, let me, oh, boy. Uh, but, you know, if that's what they offered for him and Detroit took the L.A. deal, I mean, they got Goff. And I guess, you know, that was really a training of quarterbacks where, you know, if you're the Rams, you, you have to get rid of Goff if you get Stafford. I mean, come on. And Washington, I mean, were they going to trade Taylor Heineke? <laughs> I'd take Heineke. I don't know about that. That was a good game. I tell you what. Uh, that uh, Tampa Bay game with the wild card round where they had a serious chance of winning that game and they just came up short. That was probably Tampa Bay's closest game. That Washington game in the wild card round. I mean, oh boy, I tell you what. Uh, but, you know, and that tells me Washington is they're they're in the race because you know to get into washington here a little bit because they're my team and i would go into them here on this podcast Sanders facts of course my facts here washington really has two options here get a veteran for for quarterbacks get a veteran in the trade market or in the free agency pool this offseason or move up in the draft and uh, get a quarterback, because you can't go in the and can't go into the season again with Kyle Allen or Alex Smith on. Just, I mean, for all he's gone through, and he hyped that team up this season. He's one of the greatest leaders we've got in this game today. But that Week Seventeen game was just brutal. And you know, I love Taylor Heineke, but he's not a <laughs> he's not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. That was the game of his life. And props to him. I mean, give me give me some Heineke, man. But I mean, they've got to do something. And Ron Rivera knows that, and that front office knows that. And that's a you know kind of a front office that did a little transitioning this year. They got that they got the former GM from the Panthers, Marty Herney, to come back reunite with Rivera. Uh, for an upper level position, they hired a new. Ju- they hired AGM, finally, Martin Mayhew, uh, from San Francisco. I mean, how about those two names? Martin, Marley, Herney, Martin Mayhew. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow, that's a little tongue twister right there. I mean, I'm not sure about Herney, but I do like um, Mayhew. And but I mean, they know what they need. I mean, as much as I love to hate on the um, man that owns that organization, he's, uh, I mean, he had Bruce Allen in there forever. Uh, and, you know, it was a Snyder and Allen really taking charge. But I think that uh, after all that, and when you don't win, I mean, you have to try something new. So this is uh, really deviating that. And you saw you've seen that in these last couple of drafts. Kyle Smith was in there. He's not here. I think he's in Atlanta now. VP of player personnel, I believe, was his position. Uh, where they they've really had a good couple of drafts. I mean, they've gotten guys like Jonathan Allen. They were able to get Chase Young. Uh, they've gotten good guys in the draft, and they've had some busts too. I mean, Darius <laughs> Darius guys who I was pulling for hard. Uh, you know, turned out he's got extracurricular activities that uh, harm his football playing um, experience. 
and other guys. But, uh, you know, they know what, what they need is a quarterback, and they're set. You know, maybe another um, receiver or two would be nice. I mean, you've got you've got McLaurin, who's a beast. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, Cam Sims, I mean, eh. Dodger Element, eh. Logan Thomas, though, and that's a cheap deal, too. You've got Thomas on a cheap deal at tight end, and he, uh, you know, extremely overperformed for you last season. Uh, you know, but that's what he can do. You know, when I say overperform, you know, for the contract, he's probably going to do that again. And you've got Antonio Gibson, who's your future at running back. I mean, he was a rookie last year from Memphis. I mean, there you go with the drafting. It was a rookie, Antonio Gibson, out there in the backfield. So, I mean, really, get another receiver, get a quarterback. That O line's going to protect you if you can keep Sheriff in there, keep it intact. That's a that's a one of the best O lines in the league. Get a quarterback, and Stafford would have been great for Washington. That would have been a really good pickup, and they, to their credit. They were in that. They were trying to make a move there. They had. That's a decent offer. It's not what uh, Los Angeles offered, but that's a decent offer for a guy who was probably. Uh, I mean, look at that. That's a third, third round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Golf. I mean, I would say that's two first round picks. Those are LA picks. And you would assume Stafford's still going to be playing really well um, in 2023. And Los Angeles is a good team. You know, McVay's still going to be there. Those are probably going to be low first-round picks in the 20s, probably. But a first-round pick's a first-round pick. I mean, come on. Um, but I, I, a little much... More than I thought Matthew Stafford would get. But that, you know, that this is going to open the floodgates to, and the big prize, as we all know, Deshaun Watson. Everybody's going to make a call for Deshaun Watson. Maybe except the Los Angeles. I mean, Detroit may make a call for Deshaun Watson. They would say, hey, we just got here Jared Goff. Would you like him? Um, But Watson is going to, I mean... I saw it was reported uh, what the Texans were asking for. It was, jeez, what was it? Two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and uh, um, starting player, defensive player, I think. And uh, a lot of teams can make that move. Washington, if they really wanted to, could give up. Uh, it'd be tough, but this year's first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, get a couple, I mean, second-round picks, I mean, I don't know, maybe push it down, give him a Jonathan Allen, see, I like, like that. I mean, they're in full rebuild mode right now in Houston. J.J. Watt, if it's true, he wants out. J.J. Watt is a guy who's not going to... Uh, Go the Deshaun Watson route and say, I want out publicly, the James Harden route, the route that we haven't seen in the NFL. A guy in the middle of his contract, at the Watsons near the beginning of his 
contract, that huge deal that he just signed, and he's got that new trade clause, Bill O'Brien, GM. But J.J. Watt's the kind of guy who's not going to uh, say he wants out publicly, even if he does, because that's not the type of guy he is, but he probably does want out. And, you know, Houston's probably thinking, get rid of, even if they're not saying it, you know, even if the new coach and new GM is saying, you know, he's our guy. If Watson doesn't want to be there, don't force him to be there. And, and, you know, that's just, they make all this money. They're entitled, eh, whatever. But that's going to hurt your team. If your starting quarterback is not showing up to OTAs, or, you know, he's showing up, but he's not giving full effort, and he's, you know, not contributing to the team in a productive manner. So, you know, if you're, I mean, that that's what's happening in the NBA. You've got guys like James Harden who, first off, they're not showing up. They're going, they're going to hit the club. Uh, they're showing up overweight when they do show up, and then they show up, and they don't help the team, and they say, I just can't do this anymore. Guess what happens? They got traded. So now Deshaun Watson's trying to do this in the NFL. First time we're seeing this. Can he do this? And it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to happen. And when I think it happens, I think it's going to be the biggest trade we've ever seen for a single player. It will be. Because they probably are going to get that asking price and the team that i would say is probably going to get closest there who i think is miami miami has um they can trade quarterbacks if they really want to start fresh they can trade quarterbacks with watson and tua now if you're miami you don't make that trade if you believe Tua is the future, which I don't think they do. Because I mean they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was doing he was doing some Fitz magic on the out there. But they just kept subbing Tua and Fitzpatrick in and out, in and out. And I don't think that's what you want to do. I don't think that's what really gains a young QB's confidence. A guy who's coming off a really bad injury. Tua is. And he needs playing. You know, that's how you get set in the NFL. Mahomes had a year to learn under Alex Smith. He comes out. He's great. Rodgers had years to learn under Brett Favre. Uh, you know, and Tua had a couple games to learn under Fitzpatrick. And they said, Go. And when they let him go and it didn't work, they said, uh, come back. So, you know, I don't think Miami has confidence in Tua. So I think that if you're Miami, you offer. Because Miami has, <laughs> yeah, but this, Miami has two first-round picks. They've got theirs and they've got the Texans. <laughs> and that Larry V. Tutsal deal that they did with Bill O'Brien as the GM. I mean, golly, Ned. So, you talk about two ones. There's your two ones right there this season. Uh, so, if you're, you know, Houston, you look at that deal. And Watson's got that no trade clause, too. 
That's the thing to consider. So if Watson doesn't want to go to Miami, if he doesn't think that's a good fit, he's not going. Because, you know, Houston can do whatever they want, but Bill O'Brien gave him that no-trade clause, and so Deshaun Watson can do whatever he wants. And that's what's really, you know, giving Watson the leverage here. If uh, Houston just says, screw it, we're trading him. And when I talk about Washington, too, you know, that's all, you know, I was talking about how they can offer those. They could try maybe a Jonathan, because they don't really have a quarterback. But if Houston doesn't like the quarterbacks that they're being offered, you know, maybe they do just go with the defensive guy. And we'll see. We'll talk about this a lot more. I mean, this this is, we are at the beginning of February, and we're already talking about, you know, which team is the quarterback going to? I mean, we get... Holy cow, we've got March, free agency, the drafts in April. Holy, we're not even at the big game yet. We're previewing that. Holy, whoa, slow down. That's that's me. Slow down. Uh, but I do want to talk about another quarterback who uh, kind of, I don't know what's going on with him, Aaron Rodgers. So, okay. <laughs> I, I told you I was going to go after the four. Here it is. So, if you didn't see that NFC Championship game, you didn't see the last three minutes of it. Packers move down the field, and Aaron Rodgers, he's rolling, moving down the field. They're inside the 10. That's goal to go. So, it's third down. Uh, Rodgers is scrambling to the right, and he's got room to run. Now, it's a question. He's got, it was seven yards, I think. Yeah. Knowing Rodgers, he's probably not going to make it to the end zone. And, you know, if that was a guy like Mahomes, he would have ran. It probably would have been a 50-50 shot there to get to the end zone, knowing where the defenders were. But knowing the moves that Mahomes can make, that Rodgers cannot. uh, Because Mahomes is more of a natural runner than Aaron Rodgers. Even if Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Um, And so he doesn't, and he has to throw it away. Or it's incomplete. And so it's fourth. Well, and he did that. Because, and he said this after too, he thought he had another play. It was third down, but it's just over two minutes. So he's trying to do that to save clock for his defense to make a stop. Because they've got the three timeouts that they can do to make a stop if they score a touchdown. Rodgers thinks he has another play on fourth down. LaFleur says, nuh-uh, and we're kicking the field goal. And they got it. That's what made it um, 31-26. When it was 31-23, they could have tried for the touchdown, gotten that two with the tie game. And even if you didn't, you have backed up Tampa Bay inside the 10 with three of your timeouts. And the two-minute warning at that point. You've got the two-minute warning working for you if you're Green Bay. So, like, if you're Matt LaFleur, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. You've got the quarterback who was playing the best all season. Now, I know this is his second year, LaFleur. LaFleur. And he's not really been acclimated with Rodgers. I mean, it's the second year. 
you know, you should be, but uh, I'm not sure that relationship is what we try to make it out to be or, you know, whatever. And a lot of that, you know, we saw that back in the draft when they drafted Jordan Love in the first round, and we were like, well, what are you doing? You've got Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of people thought that that was a the same situation uh, Green Bay tried a long time ago. Not that long. <laughs> when they drafted Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre was still playing great football. Brett Favre was like, hey, what are you doing? Drafted my replacement already. And so, you know, that's that's just all that gives Rodgers motivation. And maybe that was part of the deal. I doubt it was. But right, he's in this mindset where that's giving him motivation. And so he plays the best some of the best football he's ever played this season. He's the league MVP. It's not even close. I mean, Mahomes is great, but I mean, Rodgers played amazing this season. Yeah, the first season of Sigma. And so after the game, he's making these eerie comments. Oh, you know, uh, it's not typical football coach players speak after a game press conference. And so that starts all these rumors about, oh, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? So then today, and he, so then today, Monday, uh, the first GM and the coach came out and said he's our quarterback. And Rogers went on the uh, Mac of Pat McAfee show, which he does every week, and walked, you know, was like, well, eh, you know, see no reason to leave. I don't have the exact quotes, but those paraphrasing. So all this, you know, hop up and big fuss, eh, well. You know, and it, what was interesting is that it was reported that Los Angeles, the Rams, reportedly made an offer, and they were shot down. And so you would think, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, they probably made a better offer than they did for Stafford. Or maybe it was the same offer, and that's why um, Green Bay shot them down or something like that. That's just interesting to me because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he is... He's getting up there in age, but he's, I mean, he played at MVP level this year. And so you would think that if you're in a win-now mode and you just need that quarterback and you can go, Washington football team, then you go get that guy and you say, let's go win us a championship now. There you go. I mean, I mean yeah, again, we'll talk about this a lot more, but that, you know, that whole Rogers saga, and you know, that's just all. That's just so interesting. What he has been, we'll talk about that too. Uh, what he's been all about over these last few years, dealing with that family drama and all that stuff. Uh, but that's you know, <laughs> it's crazy in the NFL. It's gonna be a crazy off season, and uh, we are going to chronicle it here on Zinner's Facts. But it's also February. College basketball is getting into high gear. And for my Hokies, my Virginia Tech Hokies, we had a big game on Saturday. But, I mean, it was a big weekend for Virginia Tech. Holy cow. So, Thursday, last Thursday, they play NC State in women's basketball. And so the Sunday before that, they had played them. NC State is second-ranked team in the country in women's basketball. They played them on that Sunday in Raleigh. Uh, lose by two. They were ahead a lot of that game. 
And NC State's missing a couple of key players. But they're still a really good team. Virginia Tech, they're a good team. They were going to be a tournament team last year. That whole thing happened. And the record doesn't show it this year. But they have lost a lot of close games that they have been in the whole way. And that's a team, you know, flick flick of the switch can get hot and start winning those close games. And they lost that one on Sunday, last Sunday, against NC State. So they go to Blacksburg, win it in overtime. How about that? Against NC State. And so then, this past Sunday, the last day of January... They play Carolina. I mean, Carolina's not a ranked team. They're a good team. They beat Carolina. So uh, the women's team's starting to get hot. Kenny Brooks. I mean, how about that? Former uh, James Madison coach, and he did well there. He took them to some tournaments. Uh, and he hasn't been to a tournament yet in Blacksburg, and he would have gotten there last year had that happened. But if they can start to get hot, their record doesn't show it right now. But if they can start to get hot, win some games, the ACC is really good in women's basketball. We'll see what happens there. And in wrestling, so they had two duels in wrestling this past weekend. Against on Friday, they play. They went to Durham, faced Duke, and Duke's not a good. Duke's not a good wrestling school. So I think the thing with Duke in wrestling is they uh, don't offer their kids' scholarships in wrestling. So I think that's the issue there. And they're, you know, constantly worse than the ACC. ACC, you know, not I don't even think half of the schools um, participate in wrestling. Uh, but the ones that do are good. Virginia Tech, NC State uh, being really good, top teams in a sport that's really dominated up there by the Big Ten. And there they did really well. Virginia Tech won forty two to three, which is huge, in um against it's Durham against Duke in Durham. And the next day they go up to Chapel Hill, a little bit of a drive <laughs> and they beat a Carolina team who's ranked. So that's a good Carolina team. Carolina group. And so they knocked them down. So that's a big week for Hokies Wrestling, who's at eighth in the poll right now. They might I'm not sure when the polls come out for um wrestling, and it may come out with a new one before this drops, but as of Monday night, they're eighth, and they have been for a while. And so but they I was talking about NC State. NC State's second in the country in wrestling too. So that's gonna be a huge meet Friday night, this coming Friday, the fifth. That's going to be huge for wrestling. And then, uh, all right, let's get into some men's hoops. There was a big game Saturday night, and I'm not talking about Tennessee and Kansas. I'm talking about the one that happened in Blacksburg. It was the Commonwealth Clash, Virginia Tech, and um, the school up north. Okay, <laughs> Virginia. Uh, and, I mean, in that first half, I mean, holy cow. Uh, Virginia wasn't doing all too hot they were making some good shots but i mean virginia tech was they just weren't finding the bottom of the net the last six seven minutes i believe of the half they went scoreless and it was 
single-digit game most of that way, I believe. You know, it was a nine. It was an eight-point game at half, twenty-nine, twenty-one. <laughs> well, second half. I mean, they start out okay. We're getting into a groove, and the switch flips at half. Mike Young, who I love, gets them going, and they double up UVA in the second half. They scored forty-four points. UVA's twenty-two, and it really flipped. I mean, Tech was making everything. They went on a huge run. UVA had one of those seven-minute scoring droughts. And, I mean, UVA's known for their uh, defense. When they, Tech, got through that pack line defense, it's like, okay, well, I mean, what are we doing here? In that second half. And UVA got cold, and they were missing some bad shots. I mean, that looked like that (laughs) Week 17 Washington Philadelphia game where it was uh Washington <laughs> Alex Smith is out there and he's like, Well and Ron Rivera is on the side like, Well, I mean, we're trying to get to the playoffs, but we really can't do it. You're Philadelphia, you can have this win and Doug Peterson's out there saying, No, 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 take that back. And they're not even trying. And what a total disgrace. And uh Peterson gets fired for uh, getting his team a better pick, but uh, <laughs> it's back to football. And so, I mean, but I think UVA was trying there. So, uh, final score, uh, Hokies 65, Cavaliers 51. I mean, that's a huge... Virginia Tech hasn't beaten Virginia by that march in, who knows, long time. And, they, they I mean, they've beaten these top Virginia teams. Virginia was 8th. Tech was 20th at that in that game. That was their rankings. And so, Tech is now 4-0 against ranked teams this season. They've beaten Clemson when they were ranked, Duke when they were ranked, Nova back up in Bubbleville back in November, and now UVA. They've played four teams. They've beaten those four. Also, hear about this stat. It's a fact. They have beaten the last four out of five national champions. So that counts Villanova as being twice. So the last four out of five years, they've beaten the national champion. Duke, UVA, Nova's done it twice. The only one that they have not beaten is Carolina. And they haven't played Carolina. They play Carolina Tuesday the 16th. So how about that? If Tech wins that game, and it's in Chapel Hill, I believe. So that'll be tough because Carolina's a lot better than last year Texas a lot better than last year though too and i mean this is mike young's second season that was his first season last season where he scraped a team together uh but this is roy williams carolina never count him out but if they do that they will have beaten the national champions of the last five years i mean how about that i mean come on so with that win tech puts them alone in second place in the acc they're seven and two uva seven and one because uh, that was their first conference loss, so that they're still first. Uh, Tech's got the best winning percentage, though, overall in the ACC at uh, .813. They're 13-3, UVA's 11-3. So Tech plays Pitt in Pittsburgh Wednesday night. If you're listening here on Wednesday tonight, I'm here on Monday. That's two nights at Pitt. Same night, UVA plays at NC State. I've been disappointed with NC State. I mean, it 
disappointing with the whole ACC. I mean, you talk about this new AP poll. So we're recording this after the new AP poll's been released on this Monday, February 1st. ACC's got three teams. Tech's up to 16. UVA's down to 14, which I don't get. I mean, come on. Tech, so Tech lost their best player in Tyree Stradford a week ago because of a, jeez, DUI, concealed carry. I mean, I just, I don't understand how you get a DUI in the world of the Uber and the phone, but that's all for another uh, story, another platform, probably not here. So they lose Radford. They play Notre Dame. They, that was a good, they whipped them up pretty good. That was a good win. Notre Dame's not the best team, but they're still a quality that's still a quality ACC win. Any, I mean, any ACC wins a quality win. And they, then they beat UVA, who was eighth. And they go up four spots. And they're below UVA, who's 14. Which, I mean, come on, man. I mean, what are you doing? And the only other team in the poll is Florida State at 20. And right before we started taping this, we just found, just found out. Uh, Florida State has postponed their next three games due to COVID, including the Tech game, the game they were playing. They were going to play against Virginia Tech, which is going to be a top twenty-five game. So now you've got two active ACC teams in the poll. Uh, three teams in the poll, two that are actively playing at this moment. And so I tell you what, I mean, the ACC has just struggled this year. It was it was like this last year. Uh, Duke was better though last year. I don't know what's happened with Duke. <laughs> Coach K saying, "Oh, we need before the season. Oh, we need to play. I mean, we gotta we gotta get these kids playing." And of course, you know they start off the season. They're not doing so hot. They lose to Illinois. Illinois turns out to be a good team, but uh, they still lose to Illinois. They got whipped by him in Cameron ACC Big Ten Challenge. And Coach K comes out and says, "I don't think we should be playing right now." I <laughs> mean. Give me a break. But besides that, I mean, Duke's not playing well. Uh, Carolina's playing better than they were last year. Last year was a dumpster fire for Carolina. It was incredible. Uh, but they're playing better this year. Still not at the level at which Carolina fans would probably expect their team to be, especially with Roy Williams coaching. Uh, I mean, is that is that the end right there? Are we watching the demise of Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski at those Two big Carolina blue bloods. I'm not sure. But talking about that game, okay. Oh, Carolina Duke. How about a segue? They play on Saturday, this Saturday, and they're both unranked. So this is the first time they have played since February 27th of 1960 where both Carolina and Duke are unranked. 1960. That's what? 61 years. It's incredible. It's the truth. And since ni- the 1949-1950 season, going back even further, there have been more matchups between Duke and North Carolina where both teams have been ranked in the AP Top 5 than there have been games where both teams have been unranked. <laughs> it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And they're playing this on the Saturday, the... Uh, day before the big game so this is the first time they're doing that since 99 usually they've got that wednesday game midweek game the week after but they're not doing that this year i guess you know and the super bowl 
it is the seventh. That is usually, you know, it still is the first week of February, but I, I mean, that is later. And it's, you know, that whole season changed, so it's going to be pushed back even later. So that's, that's going to become extinct. So, that, you know, we had to put that in now. Um, but, I mean, that just tells you the ACC struggle when you've got your your two main blue bloods. That's the best rivalry in college basketball. It's one of the best rivalries in sports is Carolina Duke in basketball. And when you've got that game, those teams are unranked. You take a look, you, you pull out those stats. Those aren't good for the ACC. Those aren't good for those teams. The ACC is struggling. And a lot of that may be due to financial stuff. Uh, the Big Ten is rolling in money. The SEC is rolling in money. But how about this? Uh, the two best teams in college basketball aren't from those conferences. They're from the West Coast <laughs> Conference and the Big 12. Big 12 is raking in about as much money as ACC. Gonzaga and Baylor. And that, I mean, we missed out. We got robbed of a what would have been tremendous game back in December when... Um, Gonzaga and Baylor were supposed to play and they didn't. I mean, we, that was, holy cow. Because these two teams have shown that they are the best and it's not close. Now, as I say this, tomorrow night, Tuesday the 2nd, so after this drops, Baylor plays Texas. Texas is 6th. They... Um, went down a few spots, but you know if Baylor loses that game to Texas, uh, shock is smart. How about that? Finally getting work in there, Texas, Austin. Um, shout out. But if Baylor loses that game, that you know, I still think they're a really good team. But I think if I was doing a poll, Baylor would be one. I think that Baylor would beat Gonzaga if they played. I'm not sure if that would have happened in December. But if they're playing right now, Baylor wins that game. They just look tougher. They had, I mean, they had that little scare. I don't remember who that was to, Texas Tech. But they just seem like the best team in college basketball. They seem tougher than everyone. They look like an NBA team. They seem stronger. Uh, Vital looks like a beast. He's vital to their team. (laughs) I mean... But, I mean, don't sleep on Gonzaga. I'm not, <laughs> you know, oh, Baylor. I do think Baylor's the best team in college basketball. They were the best team in college basketball last year. They were uh, first in the poll a lot last year. And they would have gotten that one seed had the tournament happened. And, oh, my gosh, if I am re- super ready for this tournament. We are going to dedicate so much time. <laughs> we're going to dedicate episodes of this podcast to... The NCAA tournament, March Madness. I'm going to be filling out a bracket. I'm going multiple brackets. I am going to be detailing them. I told you who to pick in the big game uh, this Sunday. I'm going to tell you who to pick for your brackets. That's going to be super exciting uh, this year. I cannot wait. It's beginning of February. I wish March was here. The conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament. It's going to be incredible. Uh, but getting back to right now. I mean, don't sleep on Gonzaga. I mean, come on. Um, you know, they play. I mean, they played a ton of good teams. 
in that non-conference. And when you play in the West Coast Conference, I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, you play the Iowas and the Virginias of the world, and you beat them up. West Virginia, you beat them up. That's what Gonzaga did. They really haven't had a very close game this season. And they do. I mean, they've got a great team. And I'll go into it more uh, later on. But they really do. And Michigan, they're nipping on their heels. How about this? I mean, we're seeing this this exodus or influx, pardon, of these former players becoming these new coaches. Former players that we've seen play recently. Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt. Jawan Howard at Michigan. And Michigan is, I mean, they had, they were rolling under John Beeline, and they took a little bit of a break, but now they're rolling again under Jawan Howard. And now they're third, and they're the best team in the Big Ten. Iowa's up there, too. They've got, <laughs> they've got the best, they've got the best player in the country, Luca Garza, right now. Uh, but Michigan overall, I think, is a better team, and they they're gonna play later this season. I believe that game is in March, when Michigan plays Iowa. Ooh, 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 holy cow! And I think Iowa plays Ohio State on Thursday night this week. So that's the top ten matchup. Ohio State's eight. I mean, how about that? The big, jeez, tell you what, the Big Ten, man. Yeah, maybe it is the money, but I don't know. They just seem to be. Um, that's the best conference college basketball. The Big Ten. The Big 12 second, and they're a close second. I mean, <laughs> you've got four Texas teams in the top 13. Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech, and Houston. Oh, that's who I forgot. Houston. and Well, they're in the American, but holy cow. I mean, how about that? Kelvin Sampson rolling with that team. But that's four to, and they were all in the top ten at one point, I believe. I mean, holy cow. Um, but I mean, I mean, that just shows you the power of the Big Twelve right there. West Virginia's at seventeen in the poll, and Kansas, who was your usual power, is twenty third. So, I mean, you know, you're a, you're a good conference win. Uh, your best team, your best program is down Kansas this year. And other guys are stepping up. I mean, <laughs> good one. Uh, but I got to give a little shout out here to uh, Drake in the Missouri Valley. How about this? Drake is 16-0. and They're one of only three undefeated teams. Baylor and Gonzaga are the other two. Drake's 25-0. and I mean, how about that? If you look on the Reddit... On the college basketball page, and they've you know they post every day those closest to you undefeated teams. I I've got Drake. We got Drake here in Virginia. Uh, so I don't know. I guess we got to pull for Drake now. We'll see. <laughs> they finally get in the poll. We'll see what happens there. But I I don't know. I tell you what, Virginia Tech sixteen. I mean, give me a break. I mean, I'm just ACC is struggling. And Florida, I mean, Florida State just, they were down. They put were put down to 20. They just lost to Georgia Tech last week. And today, Monday, uh, Georgia Tech got whooped by Louisville. And Louisville was 25th. They dropped out of the poll. They lost. They got, they whipped up Georgia Tech at home this, today. 
so, you know, I, I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's my college basketball today, and that's all I've got for you here. <laughs> I mean, holy, holy cow. I mean, we've crossed the hour mark. We've crushed the hour mark. Uh, I mean, this is incredible. I, if you've been listening to all this, I mean, God bless you. This has been over an hour of me ranting. <laughs> I mean, and that's how, that's how it's going to be. Uh, you know, with, we're trying to ease this in here. We're trying to get these, you know, creaks and, you know, all these things that are going to happen with a new show out of here. And we're trying to see what works, what doesn't. So it was just me today. Hopefully, in future editions, it's not going to be just me. So you don't get annoyed at me or angry at any of my opinions because well they're not opinions they are facts <laughs> this is Xander's facts uh, so hopefully we're gonna have uh some guests next week we're planning we're gonna have a very special guest so you better listen in well i mean i guess you can have to but remember subscribe download rate and review next week uh we're gonna focus we're gonna shift our focus from sports over to politics because we're getting closer to impeachment trial take two you know what that means we're gonna bring up oh my favorite boy donnie boy (laughs) oh gosh here we go we'll try not to say his name uh but we will have to talk about the impeachment trial we'll get my we'll get our reactions to the game and I'll try to tell you what my favorite commercials are if I'm paying attention. I doubt I will be. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen. We're going to have an exciting show next week. We're going to listen to it. This one, we're going to see what works. We're going to see what doesn't. We're going to try to fix everything. up, But it's going to take a while. So bear with us. But I really appreciate you tuning in for this last 75 minutes. It's been holy cow. Can't believe I've talked this long. Remember, subscribe, download, rate, review. Listening is optional. Follow us on Twitter at XandersFacts, and on Facebook should be the same name, XandersFacts. We're going to give you show updates. Who knows? Maybe extra opinions. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what all this happens. But that's it for here. First edition of XandersFacts is in the books. I appreciate you all, and we'll see you next week. out of here.